0: Hey, this is Jacob Richardson, and you're listening to the Ukramedia Media Podcast.
1: Hey, what's up, Ucrimedia family? Vladimir Proknevsky here, and welcome to episode number 90. Off the media podcast, where I serve Ucrimedia family with interviews from highly creative people, and today's guest is Jacob Richardson. Jacob is a motion designer from Birmingham, Alabama. He's specializing in 2D-mography stuff, of course, and some character animation. So without any further ado, here's my conversation with Jacob Richardson. Enjoy. Jacob, welcome to the show, and share something interesting about yourself that most people don't know. Hey, Vladimir, thanks for having me.
0: Hey, my um, pleasure. Something interesting about myself that most people don't know. I'll say that I'm a, I'm a pretty big gamer at home. I like playing a lot of video games, and I like esports a lot, and I actually was a competitive Super Smash Brothers player, and I was good enough <laughs> that it paid my rent for about a year.
1: <laughs>
0: Why'd you stop? Because it's not really a viable career. I mean, if you're like the best, you, you could, you know, make a living. But I definitely was not the best. But there were, you know, there's there interest enough locally that people would come out. And if you play at tournaments, you could make, you know, a few hundred bucks for every tournament you went to. Could be a good uh, and it didn't support job, right? me a good fully, but like
1: it was enough to like actually literally just pay for like my rent. So that's pretty sweet, man. Wow. And uh, you said e- uh, EA sports games. Like, do you play FIFA? I do not play. I've played FIFA before. Um, I'm a huge fan of FIFA, man. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. I have, My roommates were huge fans. They played uh, FIFA and 2K, but they would wipe the floor with me. <laughs> so do you think you'll ever get back to it at some point? No, not not seriously. I never really considered it a serious like endeavor. I, I mean, I, I love playing games, and I'm, I definitely play more casual games, like with my girlfriend and stuff now. Uh, but I've, you know... It, it's hard when you get into like freelance life or like motion design stuff, because I feel like every moment I'm not spending working on animation, like I'm, I'm kind of wasting, you know, and it's not true. You should definitely make time for yourself. But I'm like, I should always be trying to get better, you know, but yeah, and the struggles so is real. never really yeah. considered it serious. Yeah. yeah, yeah, for sure.
1: <laughs> well, that's pretty cool, man. That's awesome. I mean, I don't think I've met anyone who actually done it for a whole year and was able to pay the rent, which is pretty impressive, man. Well, I appreciate it. I did have another
0: job like on top of it, but it was like a solid, you know, little side cash flow for a little bit.
1: (laughs) Sounds good. Now let's transition talking about your creative journey. Let's start at the very beginning. How did you get started in motion design? So Jacob, walk us through it. Yeah,
0: for sure. That's a great question. Um, I kind of like found myself in college, not knowing what I wanted to do. I, I was pretty good at math. So I started with physics. And you can cut this down, Vladimir, at the end, because I'm sure I'm going to go on and on. Oh, um, no worries. Keep going. But uh, <laughs> but so I started with physics and then I kind of transitioned midway in my college career because I wasn't really finding too much satisfaction in it to um, actually music, which is essentially the opposite side of the spectrum. Wow. <laughs> um, so I was yeah. in music technology was my major and uh, I, uh, I I graduated with a music technology degree and got hired by my university to write music for wow. social videos and ads, things like that. And while I was there, they encouraged us to really just learn whatever we could about production, creating content. And um, another, we had a full time motion designer on staff. And he he taught me the, the ropes. Um, and I learned the, the principles of animation learned after effects and really enjoyed it. From there, I, uh, I was still mainly doing music, But from there, I got a new job in Mobile, Mobile, Alabama, where I was a motion designer at Red Square Agency. And um, I I was there for a year and I just learned everything I could in that year. I took a bunch of school emotion courses, watched so many YouTube tutorials um, (laughs) and, you know, essentially just uh, just got better that way. and, And here I am now. What was your first job as a motion designer? full-time motion designer would be the red square in mobile which is a a full-time ad agency or a full service ad agency rather i did work for the university of alabama at birmingham in their digital media department Um, and i did some motion graphics here and there i I made a short explainer video that now i kind of look back and cringe at but you know, as like a first project, it was a great first step into motion. But my main my main responsibilities there were not motion design.
1: Mm-hmm. Gotcha. And so now you're transitioning into freelance. Is that correct? Yeah, that is correct. So what was that like? What, what is? I mean, are you fully into it right now? or Are you still working somewhere? Uh, kind of like yeah, your, I'm. I'm still. Time?
0: It's kind of it's kind of like a soft launch now. <laughs> I'd say. I'm, I'm definitely working on releasing a new reel and re- releasing a website, and both of them are pretty much done. But I have a few personal projects I want to like finish up first so I can incorporate them. But yeah, I'm, I'm super excited. Uh, when I was working at Red Square in Mobile, I kind of did a lot of freelance work um, on the side. And I have, uh, I have some clients that are, are pretty consistent that'll, you know, pay my bills and, and, and rent and stuff right now. Um, and I've got a lot of money saved up to kind of really go at this thing full force. And um, yeah, I'm, I'm just excited to, to honestly learn more about animation and, and try to get better. That's awesome, man.
1: No, you know, it's interesting. I'm glad that you saved up money and I'm glad that you're doing it responsibly. Uh but man, yeah. I, those every once in a while you hear those stories where people just quit cold turkey. And I'm one of those guys where I'm just like, you know what? I'm gonna go all in, only have like a month of uh, of rent saved up and see what happens. I uh-huh. don't recommend it. Yeah. Don't recommend it, man. Yeah, <laughs> it yeah. It leads to
0: some terrible moments, man. Yeah, there's like a hint of romance to that. You know, like, like part of <laughs> me wants to do that. It's like it's like oh, living in the, the, the world's edge. my oyster. Yeah, exactly. Like I'm literally make it or break it. But um but yeah, I, I definitely put a lot of a lot of thought into this and I'm I'm at a point where like I'm comfortable enough with my savings to live for like a year, plus I have like pretty consistent clients and it's not like extravagant living and I don't like have kids or anything, you know, so it's it's really not like a whole lot, but you know,
1: it's it's enough to feel safe, which which I'm I'm happy with for sure. Oh, good for you, man! That's awesome. Do it responsibly. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Don't be that guy like me who just quits cold turkey. Two kids, married, and uh, <laughs> figuring things out. Is, it, it's been it's been a fun year and a half, but we've figured things out. But uh, yeah, but, you know, like sometimes sometimes, sometimes you, you got to do it. Sometimes, yeah, sometimes you got to go that route. Uh, but uh, you know, if you can, uh, highly avoid it. I would definitely you know transition smoothly into the freelance world with picking up projects, kind of. Uh, Mm-hmm. you know, while you're working a full-time job, moonlining, all that stuff. Now let's transition talking about the the darkest moment in your life or creative journey. I want you to tell us the story of your worst moment in your creative journey. So Jacob, don't hold back any punches, man. The mic is yours. Yeah. Yeah, for
0: sure. You know, it's hard for me to pinpoint one moment and that might be because my creative journey has been pretty short to this point. You know, I've, I've done general creative work for maybe three to four years and strictly motion design for about a year and a half, two years now. I would say something that like really was emotionally hard was when I got the job at Red Square in Mobile, I essentially had to move away from everyone I knew, all my my family and friends, my girlfriend of two years at the time. So we had to do a long distance relationship over a four hour drive. Oh, wow. I was in a city I didn't know much about, um, you know, doing motion design full time and just trying to figure out what I wanted to do. And I would say those first few weeks were were kind of hard, just because I didn't know like if I was making the right choice or not. Looking back, I think it was one of the best choices I've ever made for sure. And yes, we're still together. I'm actually in her apartment right now. We just moved in, so <laughs> nice. uh, yeah, it all went super well. This is like definitely a positive you. outcome story. But like mentally, it was definitely hard, you know, to get over that that first hurdle and to take that first leap of faith. Honestly.
1: Now let's shift gears and talk about your best moment. So tell us the story of your best moment, your creative journey. Okay, so I think I think um, this moment actually had me like jumping for joy
0: in my apartment. But as I was trying to like build up this freelance side hustle when I was working, I was getting, you know, pretty small clients here and there, like a couple of days work for, you know, 800 bucks or something. It, what, it was just really small jobs. And then I had someone randomly reach out to me through email, saying, "Hey, I saw your Upwork account, and I have an explainer I want you to make." And I don't personally use Upwork. Uh, I'm not here to. I'm not one of those guys that's going to tell you to do or not use a service like that. But I personally don't. I made an account there like four or five years ago for strictly music, and um, I never did any work with it. I just like wanted to see what it was like. But someone found that account and saw that I was in Birmingham and wanted to work with someone from Birmingham and had an explainer video. And so here I'm thinking like, okay, well, your budget's probably like a hundred bucks, but I'll give you a chance anyway. You know, let's see, let's see what, what, what you need. Um, and I got on a call with him, super nice guy. And it was by far the highest budget project I'd ever done. It was a five wow. figure project wow. for about a month of my time, you know, after work. And I remember getting off the call and being like, so shocked by like, getting a job this big and I was like literally in my apartment like yes I can't believe it um yeah so that was probably one of the biggest moments for me
1: I love when that happens
0: <laughs> yeah yeah I like you know it's it, it was just like okay freelance is like totally an option now because things like this can happen and it was such a random connection too you know like I get people that reach out to me like, from stuff I posted on Facebook or Instagram or like Dribbble or something a lot. And those are always hit or miss. So you'd think that like something from an old Upwork account where you didn't even see any of my work, like would totally not pan out. But it was really lucky, you know?
1: No, you never know where people are going to find you. And actually, I found you through Instagram. And speaking of your Instagram account, man, you have like over 36,000 followers, man. How did How did you get that many followers, man? Yeah, dude, that is a, that is a great question. I'm still trying to figure that out myself. Um, but, <laughs> no, your work is great, but my gosh, thirty six thousand subscribers yeah. on Instagram—that's pretty impressive. man. Yeah, I I think it was when I moved
0: to Mobile and I kind of had all this like alone time. I could really focus on animation, um, and I, I listened to a lot of podcasts and I, I watched a lot of content. Like the future is one of my favorites. I know you've had Christo on this show actually, oh, yeah. which is the awesome. Future's amazing. Um, yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Like and. I I watched a ton of his content and, you know, he's all about providing value. And, um, I was like, you know, I'm just going to make like some tutorials. And so I made some tutorials and they kind of caught on. And so I made some more and yeah, before I knew it, it was kind of like a crazy exponential growth. I think I moved to mobile with like 200 followers. And then over the course of like two months, I had gone from like 200 to like 20,000. And, Dang. I mean, I still, Dang. I know I it's crazy. Like I, I genuinely, it was, there's definitely got to be a luck factor in there. Cause you know, I, I think the content I made was valuable for sure, but there are people that make crazy good stuff, crazy educational stuff, you know, that totally deserve a bigger following than they have. And like, um, I, I think I have a little imposter syndrome when it comes to that stuff, because, you know, I'm very <laughs> grateful for everyone that has like supported me, but I'm like, man, you guys are missing out on all these other great people making awesome content too. <laughs> <laughs> no, man, that's impressive. And how often do you post? You know, it's been a, a while. I definitely need to, need to post now. It, it was a tutorial per week. And it was like, I would put a pretty good amount of work into each one. And then like the occasional post every now and then. I would say right now I'm at a place where I'm doing like one every two weeks. But that definitely needs to come up. And, and it, it will. It's just been a... A transition, you know, moving four hours and and everything.
1: I'm curious. uh, Did you have any people reach out to you from Instagram to where it led to some kind of project, paid project, anything like that?
0: Yeah, absolutely. That that's definitely how um, that work started flowing in. I would say the sweet point for me was around eight to ten thousand followers. I was getting like every time I made a post, I would get like. A, a good bit of messages probably like 20 to 25 messages and maybe 10 of those would be requests for work dang um, nice. it was like a good amount i mean that being said 5% of those max would turn into anything but i will say like these days i get less requests for work at 30,000 than i did at like 10,000 so <laughs> i th- i think there's a sweet spot i think like some clients might see that number and think like oh you know that's kind of a high number he's probably going to charge more and they won't even mm, bother reaching good out good point
1: yeah Interesting.
0: Yeah, I don't I mean, it's totally anecdotal, um, but that's that's definitely been my experience with it.
1: Man, that's pretty sweet. It's interesting how an Instagram account and Upwork, I mean, of all places, you never know, yeah. man. It, you kind of have to be everywhere and uh, just provide good work to each people and then somehow they'll find you <laughs> with all the yeah. search engines. I mean, when you produce good stuff, people find you. And we have people reach out to us all the time. Unfortunately, yeah. Sergey is, is not picking up any freelance gigs right now. He's just trying to do Euclid Media full-time. Yeah, y'all are kind of busy. (laughs) Yeah, we're staying busy with course creation and stuff. But man, for those that are trying to find work, instead of just emailing your resume everywhere, just start providing value to the community. Start putting stuff out there and uh, people will notice you, man. I think that's a... A lot of people that I talked to that made it in the motion graphics industry, it seems like that's how they started. Would you agree with that? Yeah, I, I think so too. I will also say like,
0: put the work out there that you want to do because... While I have a pretty big, like, you know, base of followers, I make a lot of tutorials. So the majority of those people are motion designers trying to learn. So I do get requests for work sometimes based off of like the animations I make within those tutorials. But like, because I've posted these tutorials, I now post or I now create small tutorials for School of Motion. And that's like a constant freelance gig. Oh, Um, nice. Yeah. Yeah. So it's definitely, um, I never thought I'd put so much thought into social media before, but it's, uh, it's definitely extremely important, especially when you're trying to get work from it.
1: Hmm. I forget who it was. I had a guest on several episodes ago, and he said something like, he said, be careful, or not be careful, but he said, put in the work in your demo reel that you want to get hired for, on, or yes. something like that, where it's like, don't include stuff that, even if it's flashy, it's good, it makes you look better, but if you don't want to do that kind of stuff in the future, don't include it in the demo reel, so... I guess yeah. that's great advice. And that's something I've been following as well because, you know, naturally you just want to include everything and anything that that yep. kind of you've done in the past that you like, that you appreciate, but people will think that that's what you specialize in and they'll hire you based on your demo reel. So I guess you, could, in a way got to be strategic, right? Absolutely. Like I've never gotten a, a job where they haven't referenced
0: something that I've already put out there. They've never been like, oh, you don't have this style, but I think you'd be good at it. It's always like, I love what you did for this client. Can you do that for me? You know? Hmm. So.
1: Interesting. Well, Jacob, let's take a quick break to thank our sponsor. And we'll be right back with more questions. This episode is brought to you by our friends from ActionVFX.com. They provide the best stock footage elements for professional visual effects from explosions, fire and smoke, muzzle flashes and bullet shells and gun effects to debris and particles. They have your assets covered. Available in 4K, 100% royalty free. They also have over 250 free VFX elements for you to download. Stuff like free fire sound effects, spell hits, bullet shells, blood mist, bullet hole textures, dust waves, water sound effects, explosion sound, and and the list goes on and on. If that's not enough, then check out their tutorials and blogs. ActionVFX.com is a great online resource. Save on render time with real elements, no more simulations. Go to ActionVFX.com. Again, go to ActionVFX.com. And now back to the interview. All right, we're back from the break. Jacob, I have like a total of six questions, I believe, maybe more. I might be lying. here. But the first question (laughs) is, how do you overcome creative blocks? You know, it's hard to answer that question. I I would say...
0: Um, there was uh, who's the, who's the guy that was on Chris Doe's show? Oh man, what's his name? Right, one sec. I know there's like so many people that were on Chris Doe's show. Is he, a bald, he wrote,
1: a bald dude? Yeah, he wrote yeah, the purple, uh, purple cow. Seth Godin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Seth Godin. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Seth Godin. Seth Godin said writers don't have or er- when it comes to writing, you know, you don't have shitty creative block or bad writing creative block. You can sit there and write bad stuff all day, but it's like you need to just get the bad stuff out there. You know, it's like I'm, I'm, I'm butchering this right now, but like it's, it's easy to write bad stuff anytime you want. And until you write a ton of bad stuff, you're not going to write anything good. So I guess it all comes down to just like really hammer it out. Cause whenever I sit down and make something, I don't like always have the best idea, but I just kind of, I try to make something. And even if it turns out bad, the next iteration will be way better.
1: Hmm. Um, I like that.
0: That, and search dribble for inspiration.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, but I like it because, like, for example, when Sergey started out making tutorials, he only had an idea for one tutorial. He said after that, he, he just didn't have anything at all. And it's interesting, it's kind of like once you empty out your cup, more water will be filled. So it's kind of more ideas will come, and appetite comes during eating. So, yeah, just, long, just oh, keep doing it. doing it, <laughs> yeah, keep doing it, and good ideas will come. And at first, you're going to be terrible at it, and uh, but then over time. You know, no one became a professional athlete the first time they touched the ball. <laughs> it took yeah. years and practice and disappointing, disappointment moments and all kinds of things. So, yeah, that's definitely, yeah, yeah, it's definitely a so good
0: I totally understand because it's so like disheartening to sit down and like not have a great idea in mind. But it's like those moments where you just work anyway are like the moments that will make you good enough to have those, those great moments more often. In my experience, at least.
1: Hmm. Now, if you could give one piece of advice to aspiring motion designer, what would it be? Watch what you post on social media,
0: because I've heard recently of a lot of, especially if you're going freelance, people, that's kind of how you find creatives these days is like their social media presence. So if you post something,
1: be very wary that a potential client's going to read that. So it's kind of like at the same time, it's very effective to post stuff out there, but uh, you know, on the flip side, you have to be very careful what you post because everything can be used against you, you know, yeah, during the yeah, time for, when you're trying to get a gig. Definitely, definitely. Now, how do you balance work and personal life? You know, when I know, I'll tell you. <laughs> definitely something <laughs> I'm still working on. This is the hardest question, most especially this t- in 21st century. You know, there's so much going on, just a lot of distractions everywhere phones, internet, everything. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's hard to unplug, especially if you're a uh, freelancer and you or entrepreneur, yeah. you come home, you really don't come home because work stays with mm-hmm. you 24 seven. So any advice at all for us? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, let me like I'm like I said, I, I think I struggle
0: with this um a lot, like, especially being I just moved from Mobile where I was Literally working all day, then coming home and pretty much working most evenings. I mean, it, it was great for my professional development, but it's a really unhealthy balance, and my mental health kind of suffered because of it. So I would say, if anything, just make sure you have time for yourself and take walks. If you're ever Dude, I love stuck, walks. Yeah. 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 Like, if, and honestly, I should, I should have said that for the creative block question because if you oh, just yes. stand up, take yeah. a walk, like I, things become, at least a little more clear.
1: You know, I'm reading Urban Meyer's uh, book right now. I think it's called Above the Line. I'm almost done with it's huge book, but uh, that's something that he's he shares a lot about just taking time to pause and think. He said a lot of times people, because we consume all day long, consume all all this content, all this information, but we don't take time to think and process it all. A lot more, or at least I don't. <laughs> yeah, yeah, taking a walk or just at night. Last night, me and my wife were just. Went outside when the kids went to sleep. We just sat outside on the porch and and we just did nothing. We just kind of stared at the sky and just thought yes. for a moment, you know. And it's something yeah. I don't do
0: a lot. As a kid, you'll see like movies and it's like old people in their retirement and they're like sitting on their porch drink, porch drinking tea. <laughs> as a kid, you're like that's so boring. And these days, I'm like that sounds amazing.
1: Like I just want to do that all day, <laughs> right? And I have two kids. I have a three year old and a six year old. Dude, it's uh, silence is is definitely. Uh, yeah, it's something that I, I uh, always kind of uh, tried to get more of, but it, it's just impossible. Mm-hmm. And I come from a family of nine kids. I, I don't yeah, know what silence yeah. is. <laughs> it's like
0: a rare resource.
1: Yeah, the struggle is real, my friend. Now, what profession other than your own would you like to attempt? I've always had this like uh, this dream that I'm gonna get I'm gonna get good enough at motion design
0: where I can support myself forever, and then I can really <laughs> spend time producing music. Wow. What kind of music? Honestly, in any kind. I mean, in college, I did a lot of like EDM, all like in the computer, electronic music production type stuff. You know, I I graduated with a music tech degree just because I find like all that stuff really interesting. I play drums and I used to be in a a metal band for a few years, you know, like, and I was in a parody, actually a parody rap group (laughs) in college for a little bit. So like, really nothing's off the table. I just, I really... I really like the, the how nebulous music is, because like animation, you can see it, but like it's so much harder to make something in my opinion. It's so much harder to make something really good and creative. When you can't see it, you can only hear it.
1: Hmm. And I'm sure it serves you well now. You probably make a lot of your own music for animations, or do you? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I do. I used to do it more, but it, it, you know it takes so much time that
0: I have a, a subscription to, uh, to Musicbed and I get premium beat tracks sometimes, but yeah, I, I do it less and less now for sure because it it does take a while.:
1: You know, I interviewed a uh, blind painter. this guy is amazing. I mean this oh, uh, wow. he's got a huge following, and uh he he paints just you need to see it his name I think his last name is Bramlett, John Bramlett, maybe the first anyway, but he told me how when he listens to music he he sees color, and yeah. uh, which I think that is so cool. Yeah. And he was, in fact, he was asked to listen to, there was like a Rio Grande or some some kind of huge festival in Brazil. Right. And he, Mm -hmm. he said they, they asked him to paint a picture based on the tracks. They gave him all the music, all the artists that were going to perform there. And they, I guess he wanted, they they put his painting on the, on this big airplane and it's amazing Mm -hmm. what he was able to come up with. It was all after listening to all the tracks. So I thought that was, that's so cool yeah I'll have to share uh, send you the link now share one of your personal habits that contributes to your success. Oh, you know what I was gonna say going for walks on this one <laughs> um, so, a good going for longer life. walks
0: yeah, I go for a really long one honestly it's it's in the same vein um yeah, just like take regular breaks because it's it's really tempting to sit at the computer and feel like if you're not working on something, you're not improving. But you need those breaks to like really drive home that progress. Like when I get up in the morning, I'm trying to save money now, so I do it less. But I love to like go and drive somewhere and get coffee because it like wakes me up. I'm not thinking about animating. I'm not thinking about work. It's just like I'm starting my day. Um, and then like, you know, like I said, I'll, I'll take walks whenever. But yeah, just like take breaks, I, I guess.
1: Yeah. Do you are you a morning person? Do you, how early do you wake I'm up? I'm a morning person. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. What time do you wake up? Like 6.30 typically. Do you have a morning routine that you follow?
0: I need to make one for here. <laughs> I, I did when I lived in Mobile. You know, I'm in such a weird transitionary period right now. Like I spent all Monday just unboxing stuff and then like setting up, you know, our bed and, and things like that. But I'm, I'm definitely getting into the the groove of it now.
1: Do you how do you stay organized? I'm curious. Do you have any kind of like apps or any kind of resources? For example, do you use Asana for project or to organize your projects or, or calendar or, or you're more like old school and you use like a printed calendar or you know I, pen and I paper used to kind be, of stuff? Yeah,
0: I, I used to be more old school and I had like a, a bullet journal and like I wrote everything down, but I, I went through so many like notebooks where I would like fill them out halfway and then get a new one like <laughs> wasn't really
1: working. <laughs>
0: Yeah, yeah, it's like a common problem. So I use um, a program called Notion, with an "n." Oh, love like Not- Notion! Yeah, Notion. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: I love it. You can do everything. Yeah. It's kind of like workflowy Asana and everything combined. Yeah, Ryan
0: Plummer from School of Motion kind of showed me, and I know that the future uses it um, as well. But um, yeah, I've like I, I started using that a few months ago, and it's just the functionality is so huge. Like I've we've basically gotten it to like organize a lot of our personal life too. Like I have it for freelance projects and professional work, but we also have a section for like uh, things we want to buy. They're like big purchases later on. Like we're working on a budget right now, like a daily logbook. you know, it can do so much. That's been pretty invaluable recently for sure.
1: Is Um, it notion.io or something like that, right?
0: Yeah. I think it is notion.io notion.so.
1: Yeah. I remember it was something off like that. Okay, cool. Yeah. I I want to say, I want to say that I'm the one that introduced it to to Ryan Plummer. He, he was a, a guest yeah. on the podcast, but somebody told me about it like about a year ago. Uh, somebody from the community reached out and told me, uh, I forget his name. Mm-hmm. I, I gave him the credit once on the podcast before, but I forget his name now. But anyway, I've been, yeah, I was hooked on, on this thing. Then I got Sergey hooked on it. And every time people would come on the show, I would tell them about it. So maybe, I think I told Ryan about it, but I... Came Don't full circle that. then. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, well, for the next question, I was going to ask you to recommend an internet resource. So I guess that covers that. Now, where do you get your inspiration from? Honestly, this is for both an internet resource and inspiration. YouTube is
0: so invaluable, especially if oh, you're yeah. just starting out. Because by learning like these random specific techniques that you want to learn, you will learn so much about After Effects. Now, if you're a step past that and you're kind of like, you know your way around After Effects. If you want to get better at animation, I can't recommend like School of Motion enough. I, I learned a whole lot that. Yeah, I mean they're they're great. I actually really wanted to do freelance after reading Joey's book, The Freelance Manifesto, uh, by Joey Cornman.
1: It's a and, bestseller um, on Amazon, I believe. Still is. Oh really? I think so. Yeah. Yeah, he's doing. He's an author now. Like this, uh, Joey Cornman. Yeah. My gosh, that man is is something else.
0: Yeah, but it it just has something for everyone and it definitely, I mean, it's going to cost some money, but sometimes that amount of money is what is required to like, to get better. It's like, it's almost like you're investing in yourself. It's like more of a commitment, you know, but yeah, I mean, that that school motion is a great resource. Um, Just being involved in the motion design community and knowing the good stuff that's coming out. Motionographer.com, obviously. Is great for that but knowing like the really great pieces that come out constantly will give you like this huge bank of ideas you can just grab from at any point i think that's been a really big thing for me as well because i remember getting involved in the motion design artist slack and you kind of see people popping up here and there and then you get to know their names and then you see their work and you're like really impressed but just like getting in getting in the community and really just immersing yourself, I think it's one of the best things you can do for inspiration or just to, to get better.
1: And this community is so amazing. I mean, I, yeah. I don't think I've, I've seen a, a more helpful community than our community. We have a mentoring group on on Facebook. We have well over 3000 people and we don't even have rules for the community because we didn't have mm-hmm. to enforce anything because it just kind of runs itself. People are yeah, trying to yeah. be polite and everyone helps each other. It's just, it's unreal. Like we didn't have to, maybe a couple of times I had to tell some people because they start posting some stuff that I'm like, okay, dude, let's, other people start complaining. <laughs> it's like, let's just, just deep it down a little bit. But you know, I, I just had to say it once and after that, they yeah. decided not to do it. And, yeah, man, so I, I got to join. You post, yeah, hey, you need to. Do, it's youcanmedia.com slash community. it will automatically redirect you to sweet to sweet. our Facebook group. Now for the last question, how can people get in touch with you? Um, You can, oh man, you can email me at jacob
0: at jacob-richardson.com. And if you're going to email me, email me in like the next week because that URL is going to change to jacob at jrich.tv. But honestly, if you want to reach out, just hit me up on Instagram, instagram.com slash jacobrmotion. Um, Send me a message. I always respond to any messages or whatever if you just want to say, hey, you know, feel
1: free to reach out, please. All right, Jacob. Well, listen, thank you so much for sharing your journey with us, man. I appreciate it.
0: Yeah, thanks for having me, Vladimir. It was really fun.
1: All I hope you enjoyed my conversation with Jacob Richardson. Jacob, thank you so much for your time. Make sure to check out Jacob's website at jrich.tv. Again, it's jrich.tv. And as always, all the links and resources mentioned in this episode are also available on our website at euchromedia.com 90. And while you're on our website, check out our first ever Blender course and our time-saving After Effects courses and products. Again, these are time-saving tools and courses that will help you speed up your workflow in After Effects so definitely go to ukrmedia.com for that. Also, don't forget to join our online mentoring group on Facebook. Simply go to slash community you will be automatically redirected to our Facebook page that has almost 4000 people in this group. It is a great online resource for those of you who are trying to grow and it's absolutely free. It's probably our best online resource. So definitely take advantage of it. Go to slash community Thank you so much for joining me on the journey of this podcast. I appreciate you and I look forward to serving you in the next episode of the Econ Media Podcast. Bye-bye.